God will get you for that. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God will get you for that, Walter. Is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Finley's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of God will get you for that, Walter. Will he? Will he really? Not in this episode. <laughs> Not in this episode. In the next episode. <laughs> oh, good. I actually wrote God will get you for that when I did when I did this episode. I wrote uh-huh. it in. You I'll, did? I'll, I'll, I'll tell oh, you okay. when. I'll tell you when. Okay. So, uh, welcome to God will get you for that, Walter. My name is Tomcat, and I am joined by the ever-present, the ever-delightful, the ever-wonderful, Miss Tony Holmberg. That's me. And uh, this is God Will Get You For That. Walter, I've said that three times already. I know. Where we discuss the yeah, 19th... You are just hammering it into the <laughs> listeners. Just pummel them with it. That's right. For crying out loud. Um, this is that show that I just mentioned three times. Yes. Uh, where we discuss the 1970s sitcom, Maud. Maud. Uh, and today's episode is Maud's Facelift Part 1. Part 1. Which originally aired on October 2nd, 1973. Um, and it's interesting, I actually told this to Tony uh, when we recorded last week, that um, part one and part two were written by two different people. Mm-hmm. So uh, both episodes were directed by Hal Cooper, um, but Norman Lear, Susan Harris, who famously also wrote a number of Golden Rose episodes, Girls, yes. episodes uh, and Bob Weiskopf was the story editor, but in episode five, uh, Rod Parker took over for writing the second part of mm-hmm. Maud's facelift. Uh, so that's just that's just interesting. I'm interested to yeah. see how the two compare. Yes, it's it's quite interesting because like I, I've always wondered about that. How does because there's still gotta be an overall arc to the to the entire storyline. I mean Correct. I, I'm assuming like producer like Norman Lear I, and, I, and will... I guess the story editor would yes. sort of say, well you've got to get, you know, this is Part one, you've got to get us from here to here, and the other person, you've got it from from there. You've got to get us here to the end. And, and the way that I described it was, part one was very serious, but still with a mix of with a mix of comedy. Yes, it was. It was, oh, yes. it was a nice balance. Oh yes. Whereas um, episode five was pretty exclusively funny. Mm-hmm. It was there was very there was very little seriousness. There was very little. It was more. Um, you'll. You'll you'll all we'll hear get, and see the difference because it will we'll get it will be addressed. We'll get there. Um, so Maud's facelift part one opens with Carol sitting on the couch mm. reading a newspaper. We're in the living room, and Maud enters wearing a very beautiful uh, blue uh, knee length dress. Yes, um, and her tights and heels. Right, right. Uh, and Carol bounced her feet. Yes, yes. Asking if she got the job. Did she get the job? Did she get the job, Mother? Did you get the job? Yes. And Maud, in her infinite wisdom, turns to Carol, holds her face, and says, I'm going to tell you something very important about life from someone with a great deal of experience. It stinks. It stinks. So we can obviously <laughs> tell that she did not get the job. It's, it's funny, though, what she said still holds true today. Oh, correct. <laughs> very much so. Um, so Carol um, is a little disheartened, and she's like, so yes. I guess you didn't get the job. Yes. And Maud delivers probably one of my favorite lines in the entire episode. Uh-huh. Um, where she goes, I knew ten seconds after I walked in that I, Mr. Kirsch is off. Yes. That I didn't get the job. He mm. looked at me and took out his fingernail clippers. <laughs> and as if that weren't enough, he spent 25 minutes, or 35 minutes raving about his Japanese car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gets 35 miles to the gallon, and the engine goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
just tickled me. <laughs> and and also she she's saying that it was all Carol's, all Carol's fault. fault because she was having a fat day, which yep. I can totally sympathize with. Yes, you can. I know. I can't. <laughs> I'm not fat. I'm just big bone. Uh huh. Is that what they call it now? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Actually, they call it thick now with two thick. C's. Two C's. With two yes. C's. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, is that what I am? That now? yes. <laughs> thank heavens. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Uh, yeah, but but I know how she feels. Some days, you know, some days you just feel you a little feel, more bloated. Yeah, you feel a little bloated, and you're you're like, you know. And she told Carol, "You you should have just stopped me from wearing blue." Right, right. Because blue and fat do not work. Right, right. And how Maud should have more Maud should wear blue on thin days. Yes, yes. She, she was comparing herself to a blue whale. Yes, and that she would be harpooned in five seconds. <laughs> Harpoon in 30 seconds. I'm sorry. Uh, but Carol does have good news. Carol does have good news. What's her good news? That Viv is is back from the Caribbean. She's coming over for lunch. The Caribbean, quote The Caribbean, quote. Because as we remember when we saw uh, Vivian and Chuck, like in that in the first season, yeah. they had all come back from a, a trip. They that, that was their thing, the couple's trip. Yeah, they took the couple's trip to Jamaica. To Jam- was it Jamaica? It was Jamaica. Jamaica. I believe it was Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica, Caribbean. It's all, you know, it's all in the same general vicinity. Correct. The same type of tropical yes. vacation. So uh, and she was it's five weeks in the Caribbean. Now I'm five like weeks in the Caribbean. Now hold hold up a second. Hold up. Who can afford five weeks in the Caribbean? Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, it's not like you I know, mean, unless she gets unless she was saving and hoarding that alimony. Right. Yeah. Those alimony checks. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, and what would you do like five whole weeks on vacation? I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that really is a lot. I mean, how many times can you go to the beach? How many times can you go to the pool? How many times can you walk around the hotel? Yeah, I mean, because it, it's not like you know, you're not like living there. You're and on vacation. You know, it's it's we it's funny to point this out. Nowadays, mm-hmm. facelifts you're in and out in a week. Yeah, not even. Yeah. So for them to have said that a facelift they, takes five weeks, I don't think I don't know if they even keep you uh, overnight. I, I I would doubt it. I, I don't think it would take. Not even in the seventies, it would take that long. Yeah, no. Well, I'm. Well, you know, the thing is, I'm sure she uh, embellished. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't that she was in the hospital all that time. She was, you know, there had to be like the healing time before she was like ready to, you know, yes. debut the new the new face. I wonder how long healing time is for a facelift. Uh, I'm sure it's a couple a couple weeks at you least. You think at least. I'm sure it depends on the you know on the person and, and how, how extensive much, how extensive how extensive and, the and all surgery those was. But we are getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yes, with, we are. We are getting what, a little ahead of ourselves. What was going on with Viv? Um, you know, uh, and and she had um she had a, a secret to to tell them. Wasn't wasn't that it? Isn't that what Carol yes, told Maud? Yes, a secret. And Maud immediately says that it's a man. It's a man. It's a man. Vivian she, found a man. A new husband or a lover. Or even an old husband. She, she wanted to know if she had giggled. That that just, that, that tickles me. Because <laughs> um, apparently that's, that's Vivian's tell. That is. <laughs> that's her tell. If she giggles. That's the giveaway. It's when she giggles. If she giggles, it's it's about her man. And that's, that's why Chuck divorced her. Yeah, she only giggled she twice a only year. Only giggled twice a year. <laughs> exactly. 
Yes. Um, I will say this, and I apologize ahead of time, but... Apology as, not accepted. As, as we were watching the episode, I was quoting along with a lot oh, of Maud's dialogue. That. You don't mind that? Oh, I don't mind that oh, at I all. Oh, I know that there are some people that mind it. Oh, no, so I, I figured I would just dot my eyes across my Because teeth. if we were watching Are You Being Served? You would be quoting along with girls. it, too. We'd, be <laughs> oh, we'd, be, we'd both be quoting along with it. But I, I do it when 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 my husband when and I watch, watch when yeah when when we're watching Are You Being Served? I'm constantly quote That's phenomenal. I that makes my heart so happy. See, the apple doesn't fall far the from the tree. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> um, you you really are my daughter. I am. What? I am your daughter. <laughs> I really am. Well, I can't, I can't wait for the wedding when I'm actually seated next to your mother. And we can we can compare. And you can compare notes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reason the reason why I like was quoting along with the dialogue so much is because this was one of the first episodes that I did for Maud Live. Right, right. Because before God'll get you for that Walter came to fruition, I was like, I want Maud to be brought back into the public eye. So I said, Maud Live, what a great idea, what mm -hmm. a nifty idea. Because mm -hmm. at that point there was, you know, All in the Family Live and the Jeffersons mm -hmm. Live. Um, I'm still waiting on Good Times Live, and I'm still waiting on Maud, even though Norman Lear has said he's not going to uh -huh. like release any of the new, any right. of the new, right. any of those, um, any of those shows to the public eye mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. that in that way again. Right. Um, but I said nine. I said we're going to do it, and that's the end. You just did it anyway. So after discussing with my team, we decided on Maud's facelift because it was, you know. It was an episode that was um, a big ensemble cast, mm -hmm. uh, and it was all relatively clean dialogue. Mm -hmm. Relatively clean dialogue. Mm -hmm. Well, th there were a couple of jokes hither and thither in, in the episode that are a little a little cringeworthy, but we'll get to those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was honestly it, was, it went over really well. Maud's mm -hmm. facelift went mm -hmm. over really well. I was a little disappointed with the um, with the Mother's Day episode, but. Mm -hmm. Eh, it happened. You can't win them all. You can't. You can't win them all. You just got to keep plugging along. That's right. That's all you keep can do. Plugging along. Just keep plugging along. So um, after uh, Maud surmises that it might be a man, Carol disappoints her by saying it wasn't and that she didn't giggle. Right. Um, right. And then I think Isn't that Maud, is, Maud is um, disheartened, not, not disheartened, but she's like, Oh, well, Vivian's aging poorly. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's not aging well. Right. Her skin right. is beginning to look like one of those drip-dry seersuckers. Yes. <laughs> such a kind friend. I know. What such, is... a such a heartfelt oh. thing to say about a friend I of yours. I know, I know. You would almost think that they were drag queens. They are. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, when I was casting, I was like, I want Vivian to be played by, by a drag queen. So... Uh, so Carol and Maud end up going into the uh, kitchen right. because they want to get a luncheon ready for Vivian's yes, return. And Fl Florida's already started cooking. Which means that Carol probably already told Florida Florida about it. Yes. Um, so Maud and Carol go into the kitchen and Carol is uh, Florida is making Eggs Benedict. Yes, she's making the hollandaise sauce. Which, I need to be in the right mood for Eggs Benedict, but uh -huh. it's so good. Yes, I love it. It's so right. good. Yes. And the, but the hollandaise sauce is murder. Yeah. It's very difficult to make. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And Maud is like, what smells so good? Mm -hmm. Florida goes, like, what are you making? Florida goes, in two words, a mess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and saying that it's Eggs Benedict. Right. And Maud is saying, wow, that's that's Vivian's favorite dish. How thoughtful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and Florida's like, better hold off on the congratulations. This sauce is very difficult to make. It's, yeah. it's murder. Yeah. Whoever heard of a dish where it's eggs covered in a sauce made, made out of eggs. eggs. Yeah. And I think it was, it was also during the 70s where, like, the, the hype was... Don't eat too much eggs. They'll they'll clog your arteries and you'll die of a heart attack if you eat too many eggs or too much. Yes, too back much in eggs. the in the seventies, that's when you first started hearing about cholesterol. Yes, that was like when everybody got on this thing about about oh cholesterol, cholesterol. You have to watch out for cholesterol. Cholesterol is is is. And no then in the eighties, it became the incredible edible egg. Yeah. Yes. So yes. you know, the Surgeon General is definitely grain of salt. Grain of salt with the Surgeon General, but not too much salt because yes. again, heart attack. You know, you know what else became big in the seventies was crepes. That was a whole really yes. That was a, I remember that was a whole big thing when I when I was when I was a kid. I remember that that that, that people started having like uh, parties where they they uh, make crepes. Crepes became very in in fashion. I think a lot of that had to do with um, Julia Childs. Oh, Julia Childs and yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, like I remember, my one of my uh, aunts was doing that. She was having, you know, that that became her her big thing was was crepes, and she, yes. she was making either like uh, a, a savory type of crepe dish, or she would make uh, uh, crepes with you know um, strawberries and that kind of stuff. But it became very, very popular. Much the, the big she she thing. it became very she she. Yes. You know, crepes, and I, I think I mentioned it before, like the fondue became big then. You know, people had their fondue parties and. You know, because that was that was the middle class thing. People yes. would, you know, like neighbors would actually get together, you know, and, and have like little parties like that. <laughs> Back when wine. parties were in vogue. Yes. <laughs> that middle class type of party. And, you know, yep. you, you went to somebody's house for a party and you went you went in like, you know, a suit. Fancy tie, attire. Fancy the, attire. You know, women wearing cocktail dresses and, and things like that, even though it was just in somebody's home. Yeah. So, yes. Very shishi. So, and the of course, thing, Eggs Benedict you also, you know, very she-she. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and I have, like, they were, you know, talking, and I have this, uh, I meant, I know I wrote this down about um, Maud saying that Vivian is no spring chicken. Yep, and then Carol shoots back, she's your age. She's your age. <laughs> and Maud says, well, thank you, Carol. I see you're trying to get even with me for not buying you that pony. For not getting you the, <laughs> the pony. <laughs> <laughs> And Maud is still going on about Vivian is not aging well. So they really hammered they really home. hammered home at the fact that Maud, Maud thought that Vivian Maud thinks the world of Vivian. Oh, <laughs> such a what a friend, what a pal. But Maud is just really laying into Vivian that you know Vivian's not aging well. She yep. looks she looks so much older than she Maud. But the poor she, thing looks three years old. Yes, she looks so much older, even though they're the same age and and all this. Forty seven. It's important to point out that they are both the same age. They are forty seven. But I believe Rue, uh, Rue McClanahan was I think six or seven years younger than Bay. Yeah, probably. I think I think six or seven years yeah. younger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, after that point, they, they go into the living room to set the table. To set the table. And, and at that point, Arthur, Arthur and Walter come in. Enter. 
And they had um, been playing golf. They'd been playing golf, right? Golf. Oh, I know. Can we, ju- the can we just most t- boring, boring game ever? I can't even call it a sport. The most uh, boring game in the universe. So boring. Although I do like miniature golf. Miniature golf is fun. Miniature golf, miniature golf like. is adorable. It's golf that's yeah. a nuisance. Yes, but like real golf with like the eighteen holes and all the. No, thank you. No, no. thank you. No, do not pass oh, go. Do not and, collect. And the clothes. Oh my! Don't get me started. So on, much plaid. Don't get me started. So on plaid. much plaid. No. So they come uh, back. They were playing a game of golf, and uh, Walter is scrutinizing Arthur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lambasting poor mm-hmm. Arthur because Arthur cheated. <laughs> to put it as plainly as possible. Uh, who cares? Um, it's golf. The who cares? It's golf. How the hell do you cheat at golf? I mean, well, it was like Walter said. Like uh, Arthur says, we were playing house rules, mm-hmm. and Walter goes, like that means that you can move your ball if it, if you like if you accidentally tap it. Oh. And Walter says, yeah, you can move it, but not out of the sand trap and onto the green. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so that would be cheating. So, well, Arthur, in true to form fashion, is just a... Arthur's a dick. He's a dick. Arthur's a dick, plain and simple. Yes. Um, um, and he gets he gets progressively worse as the episode continues. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Maud has, has, tells them that Vivian, Vivian is back. Vivian is coming back, yes. Yes. And uh, Walter and Arthur break into a theme of um, Hooray for Vivian in yes. the style of Hooray for Hollywood. Yes. Uh, and she calls them Heckle and Jekyll for, you know, being... Heckle and Jekyll. Yeah, and she tells them that she Vivian that she has a thinks surprise. It might be a man. She tells them yeah. that Maud tells Walter and Arthur that it might be a man. Mm-hmm. And Arthur says, "Does that mean I lose my invitation to dinner? To lunch? To lunch? Right." And um, you know, Maud says, "No, Arthur, of course not. To the only man I know who joined Select Date and got stood up by a computer. Yes, you can stay. What? what I, I'm assuming that was another big thing that happened in the '70s was Select Date." Yes, where you like com- where you would send yes. in a picture Com- and then get a blind date out computer, of it. Computer, computer dating, yeah. where like I think you would actually go to an actual place and you would fill out like a a questionnaire, and you know, and that this is back probably when they were using like like punch cards, and you know, it would get it would get entered in, and you know, they had like those those big tall sort of like you've, if you've seen like 70s movies where they have computers and it's and it's like it almost it's like reel to reel tapes it yes. looks like in 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 the machine and everything and uh they would like you know they'd ask you questions mm-hmm. and then they'd see if you were you know compatible, compatible with someone and then they that's how they would they would match you up Arthur would be the type of person who would be stood up by select a day probably probably so now so, you, now you get you know you just get what is it which is the bad swipe left or swipe right I I'm tired of figuring that out but I it's I like, think you swipe you swipe up if you're questioning you swipe right if you don't want them you swipe left if you do want okay, them okay so that's I, how it I would think be. so I guess that's he was swiped right I don't know I don't know but he was he was stood up by select he oh, was wow. set up by selected. And that's when the doorbell rings. That's when the doorbell rings. Uh, Maud goes back into the kitchen mm-hmm. to check on how Florida's doing. With the lunch. With the and Benedict. Carol opens the door to find a fresh-faced... And can we also talk about how beautiful oh, yeah. Vivian's outfit was? Yes, it was a beautiful outfit. I was... Th- that outfit is gorgeous. I'm trying to remember. Now, was it sort of like a... It a, was a turquoise, turquoise blue, blue. It was a turquoise pale. blue pantsuit. Yes. 
uh, with a pair of pants, mm-hmm. um, a blousey top, mm-hmm. with a gorgeous matching chiffon scarf, mm-hmm. and her hair was done in a very beautiful coif. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And just very put together. Yeah, she looked great. And Carol's stunned. Carol's aghast. Yes. Agog, as it were. Yeah, she's she's absolutely stunned when she sees Vivian. And uh, so Viv- Vivian pull, like pulls her pulls her outside the house outside for a little bit and like to tell like, her the secret. I have a secret and I don't want anyone to know, especially your mother. Yeah, especially. And she says, "I've had a facelift." I've had a facelift. And Carol is just that's what it is. Oh my goodness, you look so good. Mm-hmm. So we find out that. Vivian checked into Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. and she spent, that's where she was. She wasn't right. in the Caribbean. She got a facelift. She got a facelift. Um, and then, her. very good for her. Yes. So Carol introduces the new and improved Vivian. To Walter and to Arthur. To Walter and Arthur, and she says, look, Vivian's here. And Walter is... He's flabbergasted. He is beside himself. Yeah. He, he can't believe yes. he really stu- was stunned. Um, and the, the both, just Walter is saying, you look absolutely fabulous. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Vivian's a little coquettish. She's like, mm-hmm. well, thank you. That's very yeah, sweet of, of you to say. Um, and then Walter punches Arthur in yeah. the arm and says, look at her. She looks great. And Arthur goes, oh, yeah, you look great, Viv. <laughs> yeah, Viv, you look absolutely fabulous. Like, just... Mm. Well, Sometimes uh, you just want to reach to the screen and punch somebody. Which, I, I, I thought maybe at this point they would have Arthur... Be taking an interest in Vivian, but I guess not until later. Not not, not until later. Still not until later. Not until later. I, was, I think Vivian and Arthur become an item late season two. Mm-hmm. So we'll get there. It's mm-hmm. just it's gonna take gonna take a while. Gonna take some time. All right. So I can wait. <laughs> oh, believe me. It, you, if you think Arthur's bad now, he gets worse. Oh, I. I he I'm, gets yes. he gets much worse. Oh, I know. Um. <sighs> So Vivian, fi- Vivian finally says because Carol was coaxing her. Yeah, saying, go she's on, like, tell, tell them, them, tell them tell what's them. going on. So she's got a secret. So they have to like swear not to tell. They all yes, have to, they, they all put their hands like, on, put on their top hands of each other, on top of each other because it's it's like sort of like a pinky swear. Yep. And she says, "I checked into Mount Sinai and I had a facelift. I had a facelift." And Walter goes, "Out of sight. Mm-hmm. You look a hundred years younger." Yeah, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. That's exactly what you want to hear. Nothing yeah. would make me happier than being told I look a hundred years younger. Yeah, like, like I need thanks. to lose a hundred years. Thanks, Walt. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, Vivian at that point says that. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Arthur prominently mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. "It's so intelligent." Mm-hmm. That was done by Gordon. Vivian looks quizzically. Yeah. Gordon, who's yeah. what? What are you talking yes. about? And Arthur just goes on this tirade about how oh, you could always tell Gordon's work. The man is an yeah. absolute miracle worker. Yes. Like yes. just just continuing to dig his grave deeper, deeper and deeper, and deeper. Um, Ugh. and he says like that's how you can tell Gordon's work. No, yeah. that's. So after the whole Gordon situation, and Carol is like throwing it in his face, like you thought she took off her glasses. Yeah, uh, because that's what. Arthur thought because right. at first Arthur thought that Vivian just took her glasses off, and Vivian was like, "I don't wear, I don't glasses. wear glasses." <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, Vivian ends up saying to Arthur, "It was done by Doctor Wardimer." Right, right. And uh, you know, Arthur again, in his infinite yeah. wisdom, says, "Oh well, Wardimer's much better than Gordon." Yeah, and it's it, it just <sighs> oh oh Arthur. 
Oh, Arthur. Arthur. What are we going <laughs> to what do you do with a problem like Arthur? You you don't. You, you watch him become a congressman. Ugh. That's what you do. My lord. So, Wartimer is much better than Gordon. You can mm. always tell his work. Mm. Because all of his patients look like they just took their glasses off. Right. Never at a loss for words. And Carol says, you ought to try it sometime, Arthur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And uh, then I think they get to like uh, the story of why Vivian decided to do it. That was right before, oh, well, I mean, that was right after mm-hmm. Vivian was like, can you, like, does it look bad? And Walter and Arthur are like, no, nobody mm-hmm. can tell. Absolutely right, right. no one in a hundred years can tell that can you've tell. had a facelift. Right, right. And who should walk in the door from the kitchen yes. but Maud? So happy to see Vivian and mm. the shift yes. was instantaneous. Yes. Just to go from like, Vivian! Yes. My God, you had, had a facelift. facelift. Yes. <laughs> Just that that of, drop. Right. No one could tell except Maud. Except Maud. And she knew instantly. Instantly. So Maud is um, aghast. Maud yes. is very much beside herself saying, you didn't need it. We both agreed we didn't need a facelift. Right. Why did you have it done? Yes. Like, what's, like what, what, what's the deal? Right. right. And Vivian says, I was tired of looking 47. Right. Which, I mean... Let's let's look at Vivian and the way and where she is right now. She's recently divorced. Mm-hmm. She wants to re-enter the dating pool, mm-hmm. and she, she's forty-seven years old now. Right. Even during the seventies, I would imagine that a forty-seven-year-old woman would have a very difficult time trying to find a mate. Oh, very, very much. So. But this episode definitely goes over the relationship between women and their beauty, and men and their beauty, yes. and also how the two relate and how the two separate. Uh, yes. Yes, how similar they are, and yet and how, how, how different. different. Yes, and again, it's just it's very interesting to see in a sitcom from the seventies because you yeah. wouldn't, you would not expect it. No, no, it was very much like not uh, not commonplace. To not like commonplace to have these discussions, that sort of thing. Nowadays, it's like you know, someone goes away for a week, comes back, and they look new. Yeah, and they look they look brighter. Yeah. They look bushy-eyed. Well, please, a bushy tail, bright-eyed and bushy tail. People are they're they're like live streaming it until until the moment yes. that they, they put the <laughs> the anesthesia mask over their face. Correct. I mean, nowadays, Amanda Lepore has made a career out of her face. Yes, yeah. same yeah. as Jocelyn <clears throat> Wildenstein. Yeah, I I mean, there is like you know, there's no such thing really anymore as uh, privacy. privacy. Every Everything is like, you Everything's know, out in the open. Everything. Everything is out in the open. I blame the Kardashians. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you know, Kim Kardashian, her claim to fame was, was a, sex, a tape. sex tape. You know, really something that's, you know, normally quite private and, and intimate. It was just, you know, her claim Not to fame. Not of Kris Jenner. For the, for the whole world. So... Yes. So we come to find out that Maud feels that 47 is such a groovy age. Groovy. Oh, yes. So Vivian initially was going to go to the Caribbean. She was going to go to the Caribbean. And she looked down at her And Maud was upset because one of the reasons was Vivian was supposed to be getting these... uh, Primitive fabrics. Primitive fabrics. I used tropical fabrics. I didn't didn't like the word primitive. Oh, she said said primitive. No, when I wrote it, I changed it to tropical tropical because primitive just sounds too much. Yeah. Primitive just sounds too much. Yes. Um, And no one uses the term primitive anymore. Unless they're they're, um, talking about primates. Uh, or, or they're talking about, you know, literally, like, historical yes. stuff, like, 
say like cave paintings yes. that that are from you know you know a certain a lot of time long since yes passed. yes I mean in that case if we're talking about you know uh, crow magna man or something primitive would be apropos yes but just talking about something from a you know made in a different part of the world you know at the same time it's not that's not primitive no that's that's not primitive no so in that respect that yeah primitive would be the wrong term yes yes so so Vivian was initially on her way to the airport when she looked down at her passport picture. She looked up and she saw the picture of the cab driver driver. and how she was the spitting image of (laughs) Leo Pilsudski. (laughs) Which, I mean, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to look like a Leo Pilsudski. So at that point... But I'm like, a guy named Leo looked like Rue McClanahan? (laughs) Well, I mean, also take into consideration that, you know, Rue with the old age makeup. <laughs> right, yes. I guess could look like a man. Maybe. I don't perhaps. know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Oh. So, Vivian went to the tropic shop at Macy's, which is where she got the tropical, the primitive yes. fabric. And wasn't there something about more than her, her passport photo? Uh, look- after, after I, I have it written down. Uh, because at that point, Maud says, Vivian, you were aging so beautifully. Yes, yes. And just turning on a dime. Yeah. Turning on a dime. Yes. Um, and then at that point, yes, Maud says, well, you can't go by me. My passport picture looks like a Picasso. It looks like a Picasso. And Walter shoots back. That's mm-hmm. right. looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, when I did. That would have been a perfect place. That, exactly. That's where that, I did. That would have been the perfect place for Galadetcher for that, Walter. When I did, when I did Maud Life, that was where I put, I put it. That was the perfect. That's where it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, after that bit of dialogue between Maud and Walt, that exchange, mm-hmm. because Maud just shoots daggers at Walter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maud goes back. Maud says, "I'm going to go back into the kitchen and check on." No, no. Before much. that, before, oh, before that, that, this is where Maud starts her thing about yes, the, because the wood and the, yep. the the looking like an antique. <laughs> Maud attempts to go back into the kitchen. Vivian says, "Well, wait, no, don't, don't go. Like, tell me what you think. Like, yeah, did yeah. I did I do the right thing? Do I look okay? I did. I." Vivian is just like very taken aback yeah. because she wants her friend to be supportive. Yeah. And her friend is very not, clearly not. Not supportive at all. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, Maud has one of the most beautifully insipid oh. monologues oh. where she goes, Vivian, you've always been stunning, but it's like the grain of the wood mm. of a really fine, authentic antique. Now, first of all, you're calling your friend an antique. An antique. You're saying that her skin looks like the grain of wood, of wood. on an antique. Yeah. And Vivian's like, well, what do you mean an antique? Mm. And Maud's like, no, 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 that's not what I mean. It has a depth. It has a history. It has a patina. A patina. You wonder where it's been and what it's been through. But then yes. there are some people that will take that same antique and sand it. Yes. And she proceeds to say with the utmost sincerity, Vivian, you are a stunningly beautiful antique that has just been sanded. Yes. The depth the and the depth history is, is gone. gone. <laughs> the depth But then is again, gone. age matters to you, Vin. Yes. It's never mattered yes. to me. Yes. I accept my age. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. she's, All she's right, so Mom. she's so happy for her. And that's when she goes in the kitchen. Initially, she says, because Maud says, truly, Vivian, I am happy for you. Truly, mm. truly happy. Mm. Maud goes into the kitchen. 
says to Florida, oh, Florida, that witch has made me look 110 years old <laughs> and falls into Ooh, Florida's, Florida's arms. arms. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we uh, cut to commercial. That's where we would have the commercial. And when we come back, Maud is now in a very different outfit. Oh, was she? That, I didn't. I didn't even. So see she that w- she initially started in the blue, the blue dress yes. with, the, with the with the pantyhose and mm-hmm, the high mm-hmm, heels. Mm-hmm. When we came back, she was in a pair of brown slacks, mm-hmm. a brown turtleneck shirt, mm-hmm. and a, a tan uh, checkered button down. Hmm. So I'm like, why? Mm. Why did we do that? I mean. I don't know personally, but I just found that very interesting because I remember watching it and I'm like, wait, do I have to also be in something different or can I be in the same outfit? Hmm. <laughs> These are the things you think about when you're putting on of a production, course. kids. Well, I guess I guess they probably had their whole luncheon and, and They all had that. the lunch and Maud got changed for I it? I guess, yeah, maybe. I guess? Maybe. I don't know. know. That was kind of a hostessy kind of a thing, I guess. I guess so. You like know. change change out of the change out of the daytime outfit and get That was like the outfit casual. she wore to go on a job interview. Yes. So I guess now she was changing into something more host hostessy. Yes. That's probably the reasoning. So when we come back, Maud is holding up this beautiful green floral print yes. uh, against herself, mm-hmm. and um, Vivian's like, "I don't know. I don't think green. I don't think green's your color." Right, right. And Maud shoots back, "What if I wore it over my face, Vivian?" Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. at this point, Maud is just upset. Yeah. Maud is upset, and she yeah. shows her frustration in venomous sarcasm. Oh yeah. Because I do the same thing. Yes. So. Uh, well, Vivian says, "Why don't you try the red?" Try the red. Try so the she red. holds up. Be- I have I have a fabric very similar to that, and I mm. want to make a be- I want to try and make a beautiful like mod type outfit out of it, mm. like a long mm. vesty jacket with a pair of pants. Right. I want to do that so bad. <laughs> I do. No one's stopping you, pussycat. Except myself. Except yourself. <laughs> So Maud is like, she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's thinking... And red, red is a very good color on me. Yeah, and, and she's saying, oh, yeah, red is my color. And then Vivian sticks her, her head in and all of a sudden now she hates it. Yep. And that's when Vivian like calls her out saying like, mm-hmm. what, what's, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And Maud lets her have it. Frankly, yeah. Vivian, it's that remodeling job. Why mm-hmm. did you have it done? Yeah. And um, this is... So this scene deals a lot with, you know, women in the dating world and how beauty and, and aging women in the, aging women in the in the beauty in, be- in the dating world. Yeah, and it's just it's very interesting to hear both sides because Maud obviously is an a already married woman. Right, the only person she would really need to make herself look more attractive for is herself. Right. Whereas with Vivian, Vivian has made herself look more attractive for the sake of marriage, dating, and being more socially accepted. And it's very interesting. I don't think any sitcom at that time was having that conversation. Oh, no. No. Maybe Rhoda? Yeah, although the thing is with Rhoda, you know, she she was still a young woman. True. She was very young, a young woman. She was in her late thirties, right? No, I think I think Rhoda. Well, probably when we first saw her on Mary Tyler Moore, it was probably late twenties. Okay. You know, so maybe like when her own sitcom, her spinoff started, 
She was maybe mid thirties, maybe like maybe like supposed to be like uh, just just like early thirties. Okay. I think I, I think is probably where makes sense. I th- they, I don't think they ever explicitly set an age, but I think that's what they sort of alluded to. Yeah. So I mean that was another thing, and more they exp- they explicitly mentioned age. Like yeah. they would say that Carol's twenty eight, mm-hmm, Maud mm-hmm. is forty seven, Vivian is forty seven, Walter is fifty. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever mentioned Arthur's age or Florida's age. No, but they I know that they've mentioned the other three women's mm-hmm. age a few mm-hmm. times. Um. So vivian and maud are now about to get into a an argument mm-hmm. when i think florida enters oh it was even before that though because because vivian was was you know she was calling maud out saying that um she maud very, has a husband yes it's very easy for you it doesn't, to sit doesn't matter how she how she looks and Vivian is, is saying that she has <laughs> thank to... Comp- you, thank you, Vivian. When your new face falls, don't ask me to pick it up for you. Right. And Vivian is saying that, you know, she has to... Com- she's now having to have to compete with younger, younger women, women to, you know, in, in it the is dating a jung- world. It is a jungle. There were only the yeah. young survive. Yeah. And and Maud is trying to tell her that there's more to life than, than getting, a, getting a man. It's interesting to note that Maud mentions Cosmopolitan... Because even in the 70s, Cosmo was uh, about the discerning woman Mm -hmm. and about the the young woman in the dating world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, like, Teen Vogue is, like, on the rise because Teen Vogue, I've noticed, Mm -hmm. because I I will sometimes scan different articles and whatnot, but Teen Vogue really has its pulse on on youth culture in this country. Uh And it's interesting to see Cosmopolitan now and Teen Vogue and like comparing the two magazines. It's just fascinating. Really? It's fascinating the publications that come out of both of those. Hmm. I don't know. I don't read either. (laughs) (laughs) Old woman. I should talk. I have a husband. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to read them. (laughs) So, Uh, um, that's about when Florida... Came in to say that she was leaving. Yes. And, um, yeah, Fl- Florida comes in saying, Miss Finley, I'm leaving. Maud tells her to, like, to stay there for just right, a moment. Right, right. And, you know, Maud turns to Flor- Maud turns to Vivian and says, you don't see me or Florida going out to get a facelift. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Florida says, oh, Henry doesn't care what I do to my face as long as I keep my girlish yeah. figure. Girlish figure, yes. And Maud fires at her saying... Florida, if we want Geraldine, we'll get Flip Wilson. Yes. And, I, and I, I, I've mentioned this before, but I it loved, bears repeating. I loved when Flip Wilson would do Geraldine. Because that was that, I think that was probably one of your first uh, first um, instances of drag in your life. Yes. Yeah, really. Mine really was, was Bugs Bunny. Okay. Yes. My, fir- my first instance of drag was Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. And then directly after Bugs, I think it was RuPaul. Okay. See, the thing, though, with, with Bugs Bunny, it's a cartoon. Oh, very much so. So it's, it doesn't have as much impact as, like... I didn't know Milton Berle did drag until oh, yeah. until my teens. Uh-huh. Um, and that was only because of... That was only in passing. Because mm. I never watched the Milton Berle show. Yeah. No. I just I just know that Milton Berle I did mean, drag. I mean, that was even skits. way too, you know, old old for me. But when, when Flip Wilson did Geraldine... Oh, oh, I, 
I just went crazy. <laughs> and my parents loved it too. It was that was the thing. So it was like, well, I mean, Flip Wilson was a very funny, he was very funny, funny man. He was very Is funny. Is Flip Wilson still alive? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to check on that. I think I want to say he. I think is. he might be. But he but might he's be, gotta be. He's, he's got to oh, be really up there. You know what? We have all this technology at our fingertips. You would think that we would be smart enough to utilize it. I know, I know. Because we're what? Because we are geriatrics at this point. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> but uh, I absolutely loved when he did when he did Geraldine. The only, when he was doing Geraldine, nope. died in '98. Oh, so quite quite some time. He's been gone a while. A long time. But, you know, when he would do Geraldine, and Geraldine was always talking about her boyfriend. Killer! <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and she's always telling people that they were ha would have to uh, meet her in the booth, in the back, in the corner, in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I lived for Geraldine. Loved her. Uh, and now Florida now wants, to, she's now questioning Vivian about how they actually... Do the procedure. They actually did the procedure. And Maud is like, no one wants to hear that, Vivian. Don't tell anybody. And, like, again, true to form Maud fashion, she's very jealous. Mm. She's very bitter. Yeah. She, you know, she wants, she wants the same amount of attention that Vivian is now going to get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Maud is a woman of her age, as yeah. we've discussed in, in previous yeah. episodes. So Vivian goes on saying, well, they they cut a little here. Showing Florida, like, where they, you know... You know, make the little snip and all yeah. on your on you know the the scalp and everything and uh, and they pull and pull it back here mm -hmm. and just snip it and then sew it up again. Yes. To which Maud says, "Schultz, my butcher does the same thing when he's right. stuffing a duck." Mm -hmm. Just such a everybody should have a friend like Maud. I know <laughs> they really should. Well, I have you, <laughs> so I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, I needed that. Uh, it's like in the in the check in the checklist. Friend like Maud, yes, check that off. <laughs> See Tom Cat. That's right. So at that point, mm. um, uh, yeah, Maud says mm. to Florida, like you wouldn't even think about getting a facelift, would you? And she says we didn't even straighten our hair anymore. <laughs> and then she proceeded to say a line that was that could be considered just a little cringy uh -huh. by by today's standards. She says. Um, what does she say? God didn't. God also didn't give us wrinkles. Wrinkles, yes. Uh, and she said, "I think he gave us. I think he figured he gave us enough problems when he right. made us black." Yeah. And you know, it's interesting how that style of comedy has, you know, developed and evolved by right. today's standards. I and when I did Maud live, I cut that line out. Oh, you did. I just cut that line out right. completely. Right. Like right after, like right after that. Uh -huh. Um. I had Florida say, well, I'm off, uh, mm -hmm, goodbye. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was the end of it. Mm -hmm. Just because I didn't know how that line would be received. Sure, yeah. Um, oh, but there was another line that I actually kept that could also be be perceived as, um, as problematic. Cringier. When Maud and Florida were talking, I was going to say Marida and Flawed. <laughs> because my dyslexia likes to show up every now and again. <laughs> but when Maud and Florida were talking... Um, Maud was talking to Florida about Vivian's housekeeper. Uh, oh, yes, yes. And um, because Florida called Vivian's housekeeper a maid. Yes. And Maud turns to her and says, no, Florida, housekeeper, not maid. Yes. Now stop being a racist. Right, right. 
And Florida shoots back saying, her housekeeper's white. Right. Yeah. So then Maud says, oh, that's right. Then yeah. her maid drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's ju just, again, like even in an episode focusing on a facelift, facelift, there are still being these like tiny little, I guess, politically motivated jokes and racially... Um, mm -hmm. Oh my god, I, I racially motivated jokes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to see that evolution through time to like mm -hmm. where we were with 221 and Family Matters and Good Times mm -hmm. and Living Single. Like to see all of those jokes still sort of being made, yeah. but in a much more politically correct fashion. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it was it just, it was, it was definitely interesting for, yes. for, to say the least. Yes. Um,. And then we so, there was something about um, Maud is is um, telling Vivian, basically sort of like to, to stop like recommending the the facelift, and she's like when you when you had the the hysterectomy, you were recommending them to so everyone. Much, so much to everyone. Walter almost went out and yeah, got Walter. Got one. <laughs> I mean that joke also makes me laugh, especially when uh, like remembering Golden Girls. Yeah. When um, Sophia was having a discussion with one of her patient friends when she was doing the uh, candy stripping, um, mm -hmm. she had, the woman had said, my husband's going through a prostate surgery, so uh -huh. I'm real nervous. Right. And uh, Sophia turns to her and goes, oh, I went through that years ago. You'll, you're going to be fine. And the woman turns to her and goes, wait, you, you had the <laughs> surgery done too? And uh, I think Sophia said, what do I look like, a, a, a cross-dresser or something to that effect? <laughs> no, my husband went through it. And I, I, always, I always tickle and delight in, in anatomy jokes like that, that, yes. are, that are very adult but very, still very literate. Um, uh. So at that point... Vivian starts now accusing Maud of being jealous. Yes. That's when they really... Yes, Maud turns to her and says, "Me jealous of right. someone that of, mm -hmm. of a face that looks like a fitted sheet," mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she, you know, runs downstairs, not even giving Vivian a moment to discuss what she right. what she's supposed to. Right. Because Vivian's like, "Wait, did you just say a fitted sheet?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're really they're really going at it now. Yep. And then we cut to Carol and Florida like exchanging goodbyes, and Florida leaves. Yep. yep. And as Maud is storming down the stairs, mm -hmm. Vivian's like, that's it, isn't it? You yeah. wish you had, in a very yes. sing-songy, like, yes. nya, 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 type right. way. Right. Uh, you wish you had one. Maud throws the bolt of yeah. red fabric the, down right, the stairs. Right, right, yes. To make like a red carpet. To make like a red carpet. And says, there you go, Miss Teenage Amerigo. Yeah. Walk down the stairs and right out of my house. That's right. She's, and, you know. She's now kicked, she's now kicking she's her out She's kicking of the house. Vivian out of the house. And uh, Vivian leaves. Vivian does leave. Vivian prepares. Well, she walks down the stairs, and mm -hmm. Carol's like, "What's going on between the two of you?" Right. And uh, you know, Maud's like, "She's she's insane, absolutely out of control." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the the I don't know the next line. I do know the next line, but I don't know the next line. I, well, I think it, what what's going on is now Maud is uh, Carol is now asking Maud if 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 she if, if she wants to, a facelift. Yes. And you know, and and um, Carol is, and, and there was there was discussion about you know the women's liber, liberation, yeah, feminist and, movement, and, and feminist, feminist movement. Because movement. Every, I mean, at that point, if a woman wants to make herself happy, she should do what makes her happy, and if right. a facelift makes her happy, she should do. And it. that's what Carol tells her that part of the you know feminist movement is that a, a woman has the right to do. Has the right to choose. To, yeah, to choose. And Woman to, has the right to choose. And to do, if there's something she wants to do, yep. she should have the freedom to do it. That's right. So, and, um, 
I just love the line before Vivian left where Vivian was just like, she can't admit it. She wants one right. too. Yes. Someone shoots yes. back. Don't scream, Vivian. Your cement might not be dry yet. Yes. <laughs> and that's what, whatchamacallit, that's what causes oh. Vivian to storm out. But then, you know, Carol and Maud are now sitting on the couch mm -hmm. and having a very, a very sensible, intelligent conversation about yes. facelifts, womanhood, and how yeah. even men are getting their teeth capped, yes. getting their hair, getting right. their, dyeing their hair, getting yeah. facelifts. And um, Maud, Maud says, <laughs> Maud says, oh, come now, Carol. Maybe two men in America are doing that, and they're probably living together. And in that case, she... Very, she would not be incorrect. 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 So, would would you would you have a procedure done? That is a very good question. I know. So I had to ask. I've you know I've definitely given it thought because as I continue to age and I start to see the wrinkles in my face, there are things that I would want. I if there if I was going to do anything. Mm -hmm. I would do one of two things. Mm -hmm. I would get um, Botox injections in my upper lip to stop the sweating. Well, any that's that's not really even really like a procedure procedure. But I would also do something like maybe I would do a lift on my forehead just to get rid of this one gigantic wrinkle here. Okay. And, but that means surgeries are expensive. I know. And, I know. Uh, you know. Yeah. And insurance does not cover it. That's right. The insurance will not cover cosmetic. It does not cover cosmetic. So anything you want, you have to pay. Out of pocket. Out of pocket. Completely yourself. One of the things I also want to do is have my teeth done. Mm -hmm. Because um, I, suffer from over, I suffer from overcrowding. Oh. And because I also grind my teeth, mm. it's gotten to the point where like the bottom teeth are starting to get a little janky. Up here is starting to get a little janky. Like this tooth is starting to like recede a little bit and mm. you'll only see it like if you really pay attention to it mm -hmm. but at the same time like I was once beautiful and young and perfect and then age happened <laughs> and, and, and now I'm now I am soliloquizing <laughs> I'm monologuing about how ugly I look and now look wasted away to practically nothing mm. uh, well that's the thing we all see things in the mirror oh God, yes. that we don't like. Do you love that there was something that was done a couple of years ago, I think, maybe even a couple of months ago, where people would describe how they looked mm -hmm. and then someone would stay in a room with them for about, I want to say, 15, 20 minutes mm -hmm. and they would just stare at them and like get, get the picture in their heads and then would describe that same person to an artist. Uh-huh. So it would be two artists' depictions. One would be the artist's depiction of what the one person thinks the other person looks like. Right. And one would be how the person perceives themselves. Interesting. And it was very fascinating because the, the, the artist's interpretation of the self, of the one person, mm -hmm. was always a little bit more unattractive. Hmm. Whereas the, the outside perception mm -hmm. was always that much more attractive and that more closely associated to what the person looks like. Interesting, yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting uh, how we per how we perceive ourselves. Yeah, I know. Very interesting how we perceive ourselves. The mirror does have two faces. She does. See, I, for me, I would love to get my neck tightened. 
Because I see that starting to like. Oh no! You're gonna I end see. up with the turkey, the turkey neck. I th- I'm afraid so. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm I see. Sorry. I, I see mean, it for in now, my what future. you could do is you can do what Joan Crawford did, and whatever happened to Baby Jane, you could just hold your neck back and put clips there. I <laughs> when I do drag, <laughs> I tape it. Oh my god! I do. I, I figured you would. I do sometimes, and not all the time, because it depends. It's, it depends on the it's outfit. It's not comfortable. It's not. No, it's, it's not, not comfortable, comfortable at all. It's not comfortable. But like when I did like the Miss Fire Island pageant, uh-huh. I like you know grabbed that skin back there and I I pulled it and I I used like it's it's called three M transport okay. tape and it's what they you can use like um, it sticks to skin. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually it's funny you mentioned that because one of the things that I like is the fact that I do not need the giant breast forms. All I need are just silicone falsies to put Mm -hmm. into a bra. Mm -hmm. Because what I could do is I can take the excess skin that is my breasts and I can just tape them together. But Mm -hmm. the problem is there there exists somewhere in this universe a contraption that you can put on that will force Mm -hmm. the skin on your your chest to move together so you can have a natural looking cleavage. Because I don't like how much you sweat in those silicone chests. And I, to those that wear them, to those that enjoy wearing them, God bless you. Not, not, not I said the cat. Yeah. So I just, I, but the problem is the shaving. So it's all, it's always I something. Know. It's always, always something. There's always something. There's always something. So, um. This is about when Walter came back in. M- Maud turns to Carol and says, if Walter were to walk in right now mm, and yes. I ask him if I should get a facelift, he'd be like, don't be ridiculous. Right. Lord, I love you just the way you are. Right. So at that point, as if on cue, on cue. Walter walks in and Carol goes, ask Carrying him. groceries. Carrying groceries weird. all things. Which was weird. Because I'm like, didn't he just come back from golf? Yeah, and, and Maud and, and Florida always did the shopping. I guess this was one of those instances where... I mean, but also when you when you go over what the two of them discussed, uh-huh. it makes more sense that a quote unquote man went grocery shopping. True. True. So the ju- it's again, it's that sort of combination of sexist, misogynistic conversation with political correctness. True. And just it's a nice blending of the two. Yes. So Walter comes in and Carol's like, "Ask him. Go on, ask him." Mm. So, uh, she asks, Maud says, Walter, what would you think about my getting a facelift? To which Walter replies, Terrific! <laughs> and again, the camera zooms in on Maud's face. <laughs> and again, just B. Arthur is sitting uh, there, just great. This is wonderful. Uh, uh, so, Carol basically, ba- Carol says, the Battle stations, stations everybody. Yeah. <laughs> she runs upstairs, and then Maud mm. takes it a heavy sigh, goes into the, goes into into the, the kitchen. kitchen. And Walter is just labeling all the fit. Like, right. I, the rye bread looked so good. Three, mm-hmm. who needs three, three loaves, loaves of, of rye, rye bread? bread? Right? How much rye bread can one person eat in a week? Uh, it's too much. It's gonna That's go a bad. lot. It's going to lay like lead in your stomach. I mean, unless, unless you, you're freezing some. That's the only or you're I've having finished. a lot of dinner parties. Yeah. Or lunches. I or don't, a lot of lunches. I don't know. So. Um, Maud is is like, why are you in, why are you insisting I I get a facelift? Yes, because Walter is like, Walter's doing his thing. He's got the garbage bags. He's got the, um, the rye bread. He's got eggs, Eggs. just everything, everything. He bought everything. And Maud just confronts him. Why are you insisting that I get a facelift? Yes. And uh, 
Walter's like taken aback by what 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 are you talking about? Because again, this is another one of those instances where everybody but Maud is the logical one. Yes. And she's like, You hate my face. You live with a man for five years, suddenly he hates your face. Yes. Because Walter says, I thought it would do you some good. Right. To which Maud looks at him incredulously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Walter says, I thought it would do you some psychological good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so she takes it. I, I have put down the avocado. So I think she was... Didn't we have pig's feet before the avocado? Were, it was put down the avocado, and then um, Maud says something about... Oh my God Almighty! You know I wrote all, I wrote all this down, but I cut out. The problem is I cut out a lot of that nonsense because we didn't have the props for it. <laughs> um, so yes, at some point Maud Maud like slams her hand down on the counter and she puts her hand on a thing of pig's, pig's feet. Pig's feet. Have you ever eaten pig's feet? I have not. However, my father enjoyed pickled pig's feet. My mother and I would be like retching at the thought. That's disgusting. That is an interesting taste. Yeah. There, you know, there's there's quite a few, like, Italian, quote, delicacies, that you might call them, <laughs> that I am just like, no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, pig's, <laughs> pig's feet, uh, tripe, and sheep's head. Sheep's head, yeah. Sheep's head, I know, is an Italian delicacy. Yeah. Uh, pig, not uh, not pig's blood, ox blood. Could be blood pudding. Blood that's pudding. what it was. Blood, blood pudding. pudding. Um, yeah, my my, um, my husband Frank. He said like when he was at, when he was very very little. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his grandmother made uh, blood pudding. Yeah, and he and he ate it as a, as a kid. But then as he got a little older and he found out what it was made from, he didn't want it. <laughs> But he said, I think he said it tasted like chocolate pudding. I would imagine that. Yeah. I can imagine but, that. But I mean, also, oh, oh. it just doesn't sound sanitary. I, I'm just like, oh, no, no, no. That just doesn't. But yeah. Uh, but there's Different a lot strokes. Of, different strokes. A lot of peasant food. Oh, very much That, so. you know, used like. Whatever they could get their whatever, hands on. You know, the parts that, you know, the wealthier people w- would not eat. They ate. Well, no, because in the upper portions of Italy, it'd be polenta. And then in the lower parts of Italy, it would be, you know, pasta with peppers or... Like, pasta puttanesca was just that. It was peasant food. It was whatever you can get your hands on, just throw it into a pot and boil it. Well, actually, uh, uh, pasta puttanesca was, was, is horse pasta. Yeah, horse pasta. Yeah, because they... Well, there's different stories, but one of them was that, like, the... Ladies of the evening, they would they would make they would throw that together to lure customers. To lure customers, yes. So yes, I mean, I, don't know I too true. would do something like that. I'm sure you would. I would do that without hesitation. I'm sure you would, pussycat. <laughs> oh. So Walter and Arthur are engaging in a Walter and Maud. Is, what did I say? Well, you said Walter and Arthur. Walter. Oh my god. That's Walter time. and Maud at this it's point. It's Arthur that always trips me up because again, be Arthur, Arthur. Ma- there you go. Whatever. But it's it's Maud and Walter. Maud and Walter are engaging in a battle of the sexes. Yes. Actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I made the same mistake last week when I said Susan Howard instead of Susan Harris. Oh. Oh, well. Don't ask me why. I won't ask why. So, again, engaging in a battle of the sexes where Maud is like, this is what life is like if you're a woman. Yeah. Like, we're getting to the, we're getting to the heart of this, this mm-hmm. argument because... Mm-hmm. 
you know, being a woman of a certain age, you you the woman always looks older than the man. And she points out, take Sid and Mary and know, Yes, he is trim and stunning. Mm. On a good day, she looks like his grandmother. Right. And he's like, well, right. of course, he tries to keep his shape. Yeah, yeah. And Maud's like, yes, of course he tries to keep his shape. Well, that poor woman is at home moisturizing herself to death. <laughs> and she says, it's always it's always the woman. And then she like mm-hmm. says to Walter, come here, I want to look at your wrinkles. Uh-huh. And Walter's like, you've seen my wrinkles. I'm, I'm okay with my wrinkles. Mm-hmm. And Maud's like, yes, of course you're okay with your wrinkles because mm-hmm. you're a man. Yeah. What do we say about a man when he's a certain age? We say he is mellow, venerable, distinguished. Yeah. But what do we call an aging, graying woman? There's only one word for that person, one word, yeah. dog. Dog, yes. But uh, and and it's it's interesting that Maud was really one of the first, was really probably one of the first sitcoms to point this out about yeah. uh, oh, that, yes. you know the old, the you know about aging as far as how it affects men and women. And it, I mean, and you look at movies. Throughout, you know, time, time, time and space. How many times do you see, like, you know, a, a guy in his forties or fifties, but the the romantic lead is 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 a woman in her twenties? Yeah. The only I think I can name only two people where the romantic lead was younger than the woman character: mm-hmm. Marlena Dietrich mm-hmm. and Mae West, mm-hmm. because Mae West always cast younger men to be her leading man. Right. Like. Her and Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, her and I think, not Paul Newman. Oh my goodness gracious, I see his face plain as day. Gorgeous, chiseled features, blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh, what was his name? Tyrone Powers? Ma- maybe. It may-, it may have been Tyrone Powers. Uh, the movie was Bell of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it was her and 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 just, I, I see his face plain as day. I just cannot remember his name for the life of me. Mm-hmm. But she was one of the only actresses that I can mm-hmm. think of off the top of my head that mm-hmm. she was the leading woman and her leading man was younger than her. Mm-hmm. And I think also Marlena Dietrich. Mm-hmm. And those are the only instances. Two yeah. actresses. Two actresses. Mm-hmm. Whereas you see Clark Gable with Jean Harlow, Clark Gable with Claudette Colbert, um, uh, uh, Ingrid Bergman and um, Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. Mm-hmm. I think I think Ingrid Bergman was far younger than Humphrey Bogart at that at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And Key Largo mm-hmm. with again Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Mm-hmm. Lauren Bacall was I think a teenager, and Humphrey was what in his thirties. I think older than that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very interesting, and I'm, just, I'm again very thankful for Maud for even having these discussions. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for her, you know, the conversations just wouldn't be happening. Yeah. But, I mean, we can we continue to see that in movies. Oh, yes. It's like, you know, the... the. But they're trying to even the playing field a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, what was it? I, I don't remember what the movie was. But it was a Sean Connery movie. And Sean Connery was probably... He's probably in his, his 60s at the time. Yeah. And he, it, he was in this movie where... Uh, with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, who was only in her 20s at the time. I mean, well, I mean, it, also look at Catherine Zeta-Jones and who her husband is. Ex- exactly. But it was it was like, you know, I remember at the time it came out and people were calling it out because it's it's like, it, it not he, he's old enough to at least be her father, not maybe her grandfather. And, 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 you know, it's like, they're like... 
I'll bring it's... I'll bring up the movie that I brought up. I think it was two or three weeks ago when I mentioned the major and the minor. Mm, yeah. With, um, mm-hmm. Again, cannot remember his name, but Ginger Rogers. Right, right, right. And it was you know it was that story of a very very young yeah girl yeah being taken in by this you know major right in the army right and she you know plays up the facade that she's a very uh, young that young she's a girl. child that she's a child yeah and uh, we come to find out no 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 no. It was just her on the run. Right. And she was she was getting the, the child's discount to take the train. Right. And it's a very, just that age in Hollywood is very interesting. Mm. And very, it's slowly changing. Mm-hmm. It is slowly changing. But, you know, the change starts at the top. Mm-hmm. And no one at the top is ready to change until they die off. Yeah, yeah. Patience, patience. Uh, are waiting on that. But it, it, it's like, but that's always, it's always been very socially accepted for an older man yep. to be with a, a much younger woman. Long, younger woman. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I think it wasn't until the late '90s, early 2000s when the term cougar started coming right. out, where an older woman. But again, why are we giving a woman a name? Yeah, the man never had the, the name. man never had like he he was never like you only know. in the gay community when they would be called a silver fox. Yeah, yeah, and even then, yeah, that doesn't have the same sort of gravitas. Yeah, that that Cooper although, has. Although th- there was you know the term sugar daddy, but generally I think sugar daddy was always used more so. If pejoratively, like, more so if like the the younger woman was like a woman on the side. Yes. Like, you know, like an, an older man in a, you know, quote unquote, you know, normal heterosexual relationship, say they're, they're married or what, whatever, um, there was never like, that would not be given the connotation of, of, of a sugar daddy. Yes. You know, but I don't know. But it's always been so, you know. Accepted. Think, it's accepted. It's always been so much more socially acceptable for the, the the older man to be with the, the younger woman. the much younger woman yeah you know so um, Walter turns to Maud and says there's an old expression truth is beauty beauty truth and you're a wonderful looking woman and that's the truth right and Maud says is that true then mm-hmm. how come Walter when I said when I asked you if I should get a face you didn't say what mm-hmm. tamper with perfection right. And just goes, touch those exquisite features, redo the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that point, Walter's like, it's for you. Right. Has nothing to do with me. Right. I'm only suggesting it because your best friend just got her face Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. So that's what he thought. And uh, Maud and Walter are again having this sort of quippy conversation where... Walter's like, you're dodging the issue. You're not, you're not focusing on the question, what do you want? Right, and Walter's right. like, it has nothing to do with what I want. It's what you right, want. If right. you're going to get a facelift, do it. Only do it for yourself. Not me. Mm-hmm. Not me. Mm-hmm. And wasn't even before they got to that, wasn't Maud telling a story about how she went, she was looking at a dress? Yes. She was getting a dress for she like found the, the club perfect, party. She found the perfect dress for the club dinner. The club dinner. And she said, do you want to know what I saw when I looked in that three-way mirror, Walter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, she felt she looked like a dog. Yep. Three basset hounds, Walter, each one of them wearing my perfect dress. Oh. Uh, 
So once the argument subsides and once Walter has had it, yeah, well, Carol, Walter fin- he like reaches, you know, he he, he, he reaches his limit. He, he reaches. I his almost limit. suspected a, a Maud sit. <laughs> that's how it works. That's up coming. Us. It's coming. It comes Good. in the second part. Uh, it's it's got to come at some point. Um. So at that point, Carol comes downstairs and says, "So what? Did, what? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like what? What? What, what did, did you say? say? What, what did, did you decide? What did you decide?" And Maud turns around <laughs> with this. With this cat-like grin, <laughs> saying, what could I decide? Walter is dying for me to get a face. <laughs> and Carol's like, you're kidding. He, he actually said that? Uh, and Maud's uh, like, well, he didn't actually He said it with it. his eyes. He said it with his eyes. <laughs> Carol's like, his eyes said it? And she go, Maud goes, yes. And he wanted to know. He wanted something else. They said he didn't want to know about it. Yes. That he wanted to, to yeah. be surprised. Yes. Which is why I'm going to keep it a secret from him and... Keep it a secret from him until I get back. Right. And she turns to herself in the mirror and says, Walter, Walter, you fortunate fellow. Here I've given you five of the best years of my life, and now I'm about to give them to you all All over over again. again. And then she does a... Walter. She does a Betty Boop. Boop, boop, (laughs) boop, boop. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where that came from. That was was weird. But that Uh, was Maud's facelift mm -hmm. part one. Um, if you would like to continue listening to us, you can on all of our podcasts under the God Will Get You For That Walter title. I've mentioned that 17 times in this episode alone. Uh, yes. Um, I really did. Uh, if you would like to follow us on YouTube, you can at Finley's Friendly Appliances on Instagram. No, no YouTube. on YouTube. It's, YouTube is. I'm never God, it the God Will Get You For you, get you for That Walter, Walter channel. channel. Yes. Uh, now on Instagram, however. On Instagram, it is Finley's Friendly Appliances. You which, can Email us at Finley's Friendly Appliances at gmail.com. They can follow you at. They can follow me at that Tomcat on all forms of social media. Uh, it is T H A T T O M C A T T. Are you sure? Always T's. All the T's, all the time. All the T, all the time. And where can they follow you, my love? Oh, just look for Tony Homeperm on, you know, the street corner. It's Tony with an eye. Tony with an eye. For a good time, call Tony Homeperm. Don't call her for a good time. <laughs> we'll go straight to voicemail. <laughs> I'm sorry, the number you have reached is no longer in service. Hello, this is a recording. <laughs> when you hear the beep, you can leave your name and number, and you will be called when I return. You should live so long. Exactly. <laughs> But it's Tony Holperm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those wonderful things. All those wonderful things. All those wonderful social media platforms. Social media. Social media. <laughs> social media. I think I did a show with her. <laughs> I think I was going to say this. What a did great drink. Didn't I do a gig with her? Social media. Yes, I, I had a gig with her. Well, I, I think she stole my tips. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and you'll listen to us again on another episode of God Will Get You For That, Walter. Bye, guys. Good night.